the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Everybody to another edition of Locked On Pokes. I am your host, Colby Powell. Glad you're with me on this Tuesday morning. Dion Amade will be joining me in the next couple of segments as we talk a little college football for next season. NCAA.com has released its way too early top 25, and as there are no sports currently taking place, we will be breaking it down, seeing where the Cowboys fall, whether it's too high, too low, who's around them, all that good stuff. Make sure you find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. If you were following the old Locked On Pokes account on Twitter, make sure you follow the new one at Locked Locked on pokes because we are reaching more Oklahoma State fans than ever through our partnership with Boone Pickens State, who you also need to follow on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That is Boone Pickens State. Make sure you head that way and get your put Eddie Sutton in the Hall of Fame t-shirt. That is where Eddie Sutton belongs. And uh, again, this is your reminder that the Elite Eight game from 2004 between Oklahoma State and St. Joe's will take place uh, at 8 o'clock this Sunday morning on CBS. So if you want to watch that again, uh, it will be on CBS this Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Uh, I will not be up at 8 o'clock watching it, but I will record it and uh, go back and watch it later. Might even break it down uh, on one of next week's podcasts. Maybe next Monday I'll break that game down uh, as, as it was an all-time great and, and a classic for Oklahoma State. Uh, reminder, this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Most sports are on pause right now. The NFL continuing to operate. Saw something on Twitter just before I started this morning about Trent Williams and his agent putting out publicly that he wants to be traded. Um, so, so go check all that out. Uh, LockedOnPodcast.com. You can get a podcast for your different NFL team, or you can listen to Locked On Draft Dudes or Locked On NFL Draft to see what's upcoming uh, in next month's draft, which they say is still going to be taking place in Las Vegas. All right, let's take a look at this top 25 uh, preseason poll from NCAA.com is where this is at. And, you know, no surprise at the top, Clemson at number one. Uh, makes sense. Trevor Lawrence comes back. Uh, obviously, Clemson has lost one of its last, well, I don't even know, one of its last 28 games, 30 games. I, I don't even know where the winning streak uh, got to for Clemson before they lost the national title game to what was really a loaded, all-time great LSU team. So Clemson at number one in this poll. Ohio State at number two with Justin Fields coming back. Makes complete sense. Obviously, Chase Young is going to be gone, uh, and Ohio State will have to, to, to fill somebody in there. But Ohio State just rotates guys through on the defensive line. It was the Boses, and then it was Chase Young. Uh, and We'll see who it is next this upcoming season. But Ohio State uh, nearly had... Clemson beat in the first round of the college football playoff last year. Weren't able to get it done. Had a few calls not go their way. Some targetings, things like that. So Ohio State should be a force once again this season. Alabama at number three, and this is the biggest unknown in the top three because it's the only one that lost their quarterback. Trevor Lawrence comes back. Um, Justin Fields comes back. Tua Tungvaluwa does not come back. So that leaves uh, Mac Jones Mac Jones passed for 327 and three touchdowns in the bowl win against Michigan. They also bring in five-star quarterback Bryce Young. Uh, now, you would expect Mac Jones will get the nod over Bryce Young. Um... 
But Alabama obviously still loaded with talent. Always loaded with talent. Uh, Alabama will be the preseason SEC favorite. LSU lost so, so much from last year's national championship team. Uh, And Alabama still nearly beat that team last year with an injured Tua. Uh, So Alabama deserves to be ahead of LSU, I think. LSU comes in at number four on the heels of that national championship. Uh, Ed O will try to um, make up for everything that he's losing in the receiving core on the coaching staff with Joe Brady and then, of course, Joe Burrow. Uh, Georgia at five. Then we'll rattle through here. Oregon at six. Oklahoma at seven. Penn State at eight. At number nine is Florida. Dan Mullen's team uh, has won double-digit games in each of his first two seasons, 10 and 11 wins. Auburn at 10. At number 11 is Notre Dame. And now we get to the good stuff. At number 12 is Oklahoma State. And this is about as high as we've seen them in some of these offseason polls. And it's just a matter of whether you think Oklahoma State deserves to be ahead of teams like like Texas A&M at 13, Texas at 14, Michigan at 15. I think those teams are all pretty interchangeable. Um, Now, Kellen Mond is still going to be the starting quarterback at Texas A&M. That's going to put a a pretty serious ceiling on what Texas A&M is able to accomplish uh, unless he makes a Trayvon Boykin-like jump. You remember Trayvon Boykin at TCU was just a guy, and then he came out and he was an absolute stud his senior year. Unless Kellen Mond does something like that, it puts a ceiling on what Texas A&M is capable of. Texas at 14, Sam Ellinger comes back. Can they stay healthy and put it all together? Two things that we have not seen them do uh, just yet. Don't give me the Sugar Bowl win uh, over Georgia. Georgia team that didn't care. Georgia team that didn't want to be there. Uh, Michigan at 15. I think Oklahoma State is in a pretty good spot at 12 because it could really go either way for Oklahoma State. This is a team that could go out and be favored in a 11 games and, uh, you know, win 11 or 12 games, that's entirely possible. This is also a team, even with all the returners, who lost to Texas Tech and Baylor last year with all those guys. So there, there is a lot of uh, a lot of known for Oklahoma State and a lot of questions as, as to how much Spencer Sanders can improve at his second year starting at Oklahoma State. Um, we're going to break this all down with Dion Amade coming up on today's show. I want to remind everyone to head over to Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater, 617 East Redbud Drive. Uh, give them a look. Head on in. Everything is clean. They're using gloves, disinfecting. Uh, so, so you're good to go at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. They've got some of the best selection in the state. You will not be disappointed. It's the corner of Perkins and Redbud in Stillwater, just across the street east from Apple Creek Apartments. You can also check them out online at LiveSG. GF.com. So head that way and tell them Locked On Pokes sent you. All right, going to take a break. Come back. Dion Imade joins me next here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Pokes. I'm Colby Powell, and joining me now, Dion Imade, former Cowboy. Dion, what's going on? How's this last week of quarantine treated you? Well, man, you know, I'm kind of starting to get used to it. I got, with, with with some people, like, you got to – sometimes it takes them – you just got to get adapted to a situation, and sometimes it takes you a couple of – unfortunately, for some people, it takes them months. For some, it takes them weeks. Sometimes it takes some people a couple of days. So for me, it's, 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 it was a, a nice three days for me to kind of get used to it and get familiar. And so I think I'm good now. I got myself a good workout in this morning. And and now I'm going to, you know, knock out this podcast with you, get some breakfast in and continue doing some work from home. So right now I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And then I assume you're going to do what everyone else is doing and watch Tiger King on Netflix with Joe Exotic. 
bro, everybody is talking about this everybody. entire team, man. And the fact, and the fact that, like, I guess he's from Oklahoma. At, uh, and I mean, I guess they're out there in Oklahoma somewhere. Yeah, it's down off, uh, off of, like, I-35, headed south toward Ardmore. I think it's around near Winniewood, I think, because I've driven past the sign that's, like, Joe Exotic Tiger Sanctuary Rescue, whatever that was. Back when I was with the franchise, Jerry Ramsey and Jeff Roughface went down there on, like, one of their small school spotlight deals on a Friday. They went out to his place, got, like, a tour, took pictures, all, all that good stuff. Um, so I was semi-familiar with Joe Exotic, and then, of course, he ran for governor, but I haven't watched the series yet, but everyone's losing their mind. <laughs> One of my friends texted me last night, and let's see. Let me pull this up because I don't want to misquote him. He said, uh, he said, please tell me you've watched the, the Joe Exotic Tiger thing on Netflix, and I was like, nah, me and my wife are watching Dexter. We're going to watch it after that. He said, it's effing insane, and we're only one episode in. That was his review. It's effing insane, <laughs> and we're only one episode in. Man, everybody's talking about this thing. All my friends are watching it. I mean, like, I'm listening to ESPN Radio right now, and they're even, that's what they opened their first segment about. And I was just like, man, this show must be off the chain. Also, he is from Texas, like you are. And he texted me again, and he said, this is peak, this show is peak Oklahoma, is what he said. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like East that's Texas hilarious. doesn't have their own. All right. Uh, you want to talk a little college football, shall we? This is still a sports podcast. Yeah. And we actually have a little college football to talk about today. NCAA.com released their way too early top 25. Way too early. It's March. Way too early. We don't have any sports going on, (laughs) but it's the way too early top 25. When you were playing, did they have these way too early? I mean, I'm sure they did. Is this something y'all would look at in the offseason, get bored in spring practice? And, oh, man, where are we at? We are at, uh, oh, looky there. We're at 18 in the the preseason rankings. Would y'all look at that? No, I mean you would you would be surprised how unplugged or how oblivious some like Division One college football players are. Like we don't really know what's going on. I remember uh, when I remember when Justin Blackman and Brandon Whedon went to go like I guess they went to go see the governor or went to like open up the house or something. I can't remember what they did. Good for them. And we they were just. They they were just missing from workouts one day, and we we're like, oh. And then we saw them on TV, and we're like, oh, okay. And then they were back at workouts the next day. It was just like they we, didn't we, tell we, y'all we why to, they weren't we there. No, not at all. That's <laughs> they so just weird. Weren't, weren't there the next one day, and then they were there the next day. Like unless you're like really close with the dude, or your roommates with him, or you know what's going in and out. Like you have no idea. You just do your own thing and you go about your business. So those top ten lists, those what the media says. Sometimes it just doesn't get to you until like days later. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. And, and probably like that stuff with Whedon and Blackman, unless a guy's in your position group, I feel like you probably don't see him that yeah. much at workouts and practice. Is that pretty accurate? You, you would be surprised because you've seen like the, the weight room and you know how big oh, yeah. it is. Like defensive backs and, and linemen are on opposite ends and then they keep you with your position group. So, like wide receivers are on the opposite side. And so if you're like, if you don't see that dude day to day, like you could, you could literally go a week of workouts without seeing one particular dude and be like, have no idea that he's not there. anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I guess it makes sense with how many guys are there and how many guys uh, are on the roster. But anyway, this top 25 poll on, uh, on NCAA.com. Um, I, you were going to pull it up. I told you not to, because I wanted you to guess. So let's just start at the very top. Guess the top five for me in all of college football coming back. 
the top the top five. All right, I want to say number one is definitely Clemson because they have the starting quarterback Sunshine coming back. Is probably the number one Sunshine. draft prospect coming back as well. Yes, Clemson <laughs> isn't number one. One right, for right. one, batting a thousand. All right, let's go with number two. I want to say it's Alabama. That's always a good guess. That's a high percentage shot right there. That's normally a good guess. You're batting 500 now. You're one for two. That's a swing and a miss. Dang it. Uh, so if that's not number two, then who's number two? Think returning quarterback. Who has a returning quarterback? quarterback. Alabama doesn't have a returning quarterback. Georgia doesn't have a returning quarterback. LSU doesn't have LSU a returning quarterback. Doesn't have a, re- have a returning quarterback. Your brain is stuck uh, in one part o- of the country. Oklahoma doesn't have a starting quarterback. Uh, your, your brain is stuck uh, way too far south. Texas, <laughs> Texas doesn't have a starting quarterback. All right, let's, all right, let's go Texas to the Texas does. Well, back. Like, Okay, Ellinger is back, but I wouldn't think that they would be top five. You're, you're moving west, moving north. Five. Your brain is totally omitting the obvious one. North, north, north. Oh, man. Who was up there? Does Penn State, does Ohio State. Oh, yes. oh Ohio State has a returning quarterback, and they just stole uh, uh, Trey Sermon from OU to add to that, you know, weapon of. Uh, arsenal that they have over there so ohio state would be number two okay, okay. yeah ohio okay. state's number two that was total total morning uh morning brain fart there uh omitting ohio state <laughs> my boss my boss brett brown is going to be so mad at me for forgetting his alumni but uh yeah oh, is so he ohio an ohio state, state fan? well that makes it better then if you upset an ohio state fan <laughs> it's fine <laughs> that makes it all better that makes it all, all right, better so number three Number three, Alabama. Number three is Alabama. Yep. Okay. And then uh, let's go four. Four would have to be, man, who would be four? It gets it gets tougher Georgia? after the first few. It is not Georgia. Is Swing Georgia or miss. Four? Wow. Close, but they no wouldn't cigar. put Oklahoma at four. No, 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 no. They wouldn't put Oklahoma at four. Uh, LSU? It is LSU at four. Yep, you mentioned them earlier. They are at four. They lose Joe. Bur- they lose Joe Burrow. They lose uh, Joe Brady. They lose Jamar Chase. They lose Dave Aranda. Um, but I guess they're thinking Coach O can still have this be a top five team. I just think they lost too much. I don't think they're going to be a top five team come season's end. Yeah, like the, the, the fact I I don't know what that defense is looking like, but I mean. I don't know. Maybe they can still contend. I don't know who's going to be in that quarterback position, but you know they and they lost their office coordinator, so that's yeah. That's they still got the kid on the edge on the defense. He was true freshman last year, corner, and he was elite. And gosh, his name escapes me. Uh, we'll get back to that. Uh, all right, number five, and then we'll take a break, come back, and get to the Big Twelve schools, including Oklahoma State. Okay, number five. Man, this one's a tough one right now because I, I'm blanking on so many names. Uh, Michigan has a returning quarterback, don't they? Uh, no, it was Shea Patterson last year. Uh, so this year they'll have a quarterback battle between, I think, uh, the McCaffrey kid, McCaffrey's brother. Yeah, Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton are there too. And and I just assume it has to be McCaffrey because I refuse to believe that a guy named Joe Milton is going to be a, a big-time starting quarterback. 
I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm thinking Auburn, but I don't want to say Auburn because of the fact that they've had you know some up and down performances in primetime games. Although they do have a retor- returning quarterback who didn't look too bad last year and was a true freshman, but I don't Auburn's think in the they top would 10. put them at the yeah. number. They're in the top I ten. They're not that. Yeah, high I don't now. think they would. Is Georgia number five? Georgia's number five. Yep. I figured you'd default to Georgia because you guessed them first at number four. Um, yeah, Georgia yeah. loses Jake Fromm, but I mean, they're the recruiting class. If you go look at the recruiting over the last several years, I mean, Georgia is right yeah. there with Alabama and Clemson. That, those are the only only schools that are recruiting at the same level as Georgia. It, it's yeah, like, I, For Georgia, it's all about getting over the hump, which seems to be the size of Mount Everest for Georgia. And I can't believe that Jake Fromm left. Georgia, because he seemed like a four-year guy, Mr. Georgia, Mr. All-American. I'm going to make this university a better place, and I'm going to live here and be, you know, you know, come back when I'm when I finish in the NFL and be a coach here and type type of guy. He, I did not see him as an early lead, and he did. Yeah, Jake from um, we'll see what he looks like in the NFL. I really liked him early in, earlier in his career. I actually kind of thought he got worse in his time at Georgia. Uh, yeah. but, okay, so that's the top yeah. five. So I want to take a break. I want to come back, and then we're just going to guess the big 12 schools that are in the top 25, uh, and then we'll break down whether that, that's about an appropriate spot for each school. Dion Amade is with me. Uh, we'll be back on the other side. I want to remind everyone to go check out Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. That's where you need to stock up. You're going to be inside uh, for a little while if you're taking precautions then you need to go see them. Everything is clean. They're using gloves. They're disinfecting. Customers aren't allowed to touch things. So you go in, uh, you know it's a clean environment. They've got some of the best selection in the state, stuff they've grown themselves and stuff they've bought it, brought in from other growers. Also make sure to check out their website, livesgf.com. Go see them at 617 East Redbud in Stillwater and tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. More coming up next here on Locked on Pokes with Dion Amati. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday once again with former Cowboy Dion Amade. Dion, glad you could join us again today as we are breaking down NCAA.com's way too early top 25 college football poll. We've got the top five rounded out now with Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. Uh, now, who would you guess and where would you guess the first Big 12 team falls in? You know what? You always you can't talk the fact that OU has been the one carrying the Big 12, as much as we hate to, to say it, as far as national rankings and showing up in the, the college playoffs. So I would I would say that the smart money is on them, but without a returning quarterback that you can really rely on, especially with not even seeing any of these guys in prime time, I wouldn't say that they would be the first one. And with Texas having a, a starting quarterback that the nation loves, coming back I wouldn't you know be you know it wouldn't be it would be a smart guess to guess them but Oklahoma State does also have a starting quarterback they have the nation's best running back coming back and with uh, a premier wide receiver I would say as much as the nation loves offense that Oklahoma State could be a very strong candidate for being the first team you know, lifted at the top 25. So I would want to, with all that being said, I want to lean towards Oklahoma State. Am I wrong? 
You are wrong. Everybody loves OU. OU comes in at seven, one spot behind Oregon. And yes, OU does not have a starting quarterback returning, but they have the starting quarterback returning, which is Lincoln Riley. And look, obviously, Baker and Kyler were fantastic. Uh, Jalen Hurts ha- had a good season at Oklahoma. Not a, It's crazy to say not a great season. He finished second in the Heisman. But I think Lincoln Riley is... It's a bit of a plug-and-play. I, I think Spencer Rattler is going to be just fine. So Oklahoma comes in at 7. So now, coming in next, so so then we've got at 8, 9, and 10, we've got Penn State, F- Florida, and Auburn. At 11, we've got Notre Dame. And then we get to our next Big 12 school at number 12. Who do you think it is? Basically, Texas or Oklahoma State. Which of those two? <laughs> I think it's Oklahoma State. It is Oklahoma State. You think that's a, a good spot for OSU at 12, behind and Notre I, Dame, and behind I, Auburn? And I, I wish you would have asked me beforehand, where do you think Oklahoma State is ranked? Because I, I'm, in my head, I was thinking 12. I promise you, we'll I'm not lying for about it. this, Colby. I'm not, I was thinking 12. We'll take your word for it. You haven't lied to us yet, so we'll take your word for it. Do you think 12 is right? They're one spot ahead of Texas A&M, one spot behind Notre Dame. Does that feel right to you? I mean, I'm... I think with what happened in the bowl game, I guess that you would give Texas A&M a little bit of a nod. Uh, no, no Spencer Sanders, have, though. Yeah, I just I, – I, with the, they have a starting quarterback coming back themselves, Kellen Mond. I don't know if that's and, a good thing. Uh, I, <laughs> still, he's an athlete. I mean, they he went toe-to-toe athlete, yeah. with LSU. They went toe-to-toe with LSU. Yeah. Texas A&M is one of those teams that does start off the season very well towards the middle of it, kind of with injuries and everything coming into play. They don't really you know, finish Texas off. Texas A&M start. habitually starts 7-0 and and finishes 8-4 and or 9-3. and All the time. All the time. But, you know, that's, that's, and if, that's, if you want to get your preseason ranking correct, I guess that's the team that you should have up there, you know? Yeah, and it recruits incredibly well. You look at the talent they have all across the board. Couldn't I make the argument that Kellen Mond, that the quarterback position is the one position keeping them from being a a top 10 team? Because, I mean, everywhere else, they are loaded with talent that Jimbo's been able to recruit. Yeah, but here's the thing. The the thing about Texas A&M is where they're really always loaded is that defensive line position, and they can get after the quarterback. Yeah, Miles Garrett. They've had years. Yes. Yeah, offensive line, they've had years where they've had talent at specific spots, but I don't know, like, as a group, if that offensive line is something that that can be improved on. So that's going to be interesting, interesting to see with that coming into play because Kellen Mond does a lot of running around, and I don't know if that's just technique or he's just using his athleticism or he's just panicking in the pocket, but it seems like he does a lot of moving around in that pocket. I feel like if they can control him at that aspect and get that offensive line to give him some time to throw the football and, you know, correct some of his techniques and allow him to rely on his athletes a little more downfield, the Texas A&M will be fine. And Jimbo Fisher is known as a, you know, kind of a quarterback guru, so to speak. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all ends up. Yeah, so Texas is at 14. Oklahoma State's at 12. Texas is at 14. When you're previewing the Big 12, you're looking at this conference. Are, are you looking at OUOSU as a Bedlam rematch for the Big 12 championship? How much of a chance do you give Texas 
to, and I can't even really say knock off Oklahoma State just because Oklahoma State's ranked a little bit ahead of them. I think definitely OU has to be respected for what they've achieved in the conference. But then behind that, I think you've really probably got three schools, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Iowa State. Uh, And Iowa State comes in at 23 on this list. All three of those schools, if things break right, could probably find themselves in Dallas. Um, Where do you rank those three schools amongst each other with Oklahoma State, Texas, and Iowa State? So it's definitely Oklahoma State is first because of, you know, right now it's a little shaky because of the fact that we have Coach Dunn as the office coordinator, a first-time offensive coordinator, although he's been in this program. We don't know how his temperament's going to be in, you know, crucial situations and what his DNA is as far as, you know, risking it, being a risky riverboat gambler, or if he's conservative, or he's going to run the ball, or, you know, but with the weapons that he has, you kind of give them the, the edge with a first-time offensive coordinator. Defensively, you got everybody sleeping on what the amount of help and the amount of star power that's coming back defensively for the Cowboys. So well, that here's said, real quick, I if still, I can interrupt, everybody keeps talking about 10 of 11 starters returning for Oklahoma State on defense. Well, they also bring Christian Holmes and Colin Clay in as transfers, and a guy who would be a returning starter had he not been injured last year, Calvin Bundage, is also right. going to be yeah. back. So it's all the starters that are returning besides A.J. Green plus some. Exactly. And I, I was going to make a mention of that too. You cannot forget about Calvin Bundage. Report was that he wasn't really, you know, he was, wasn't, you know, in pads on that last day when Coach Gundy was able to, you know, put the guys in full pads and, and let them get out there. But it seems like everything is leaning towards him being, you know, a contributor this fall. So that's going to be an interesting aspect and an interesting di- dynamic that Jim Knowles has to play with right there. But with that being said, I know the defense looked good for Texas as well early in the season, and they kind of had themselves a little bit of an A&M season where they looked good early and then fell off towards yeah, the they, end they with had injuries a bunch and all of injuries about it. it. Really, it was in the Oklahoma yeah. State game. You remember guys were dropping like flies in that game. Yes, yes. And, and with that being said, if those guys come back healthy, they could be – a, a very strong contender in this league and in the nation. So you got to watch out for them. So I would put those guys, it'd be Oklahoma State, Texas, then Iowa State, just because of the, I mean, you guys don't sleep on what Iowa State had to contend with. I mean, they had a, they found a running back in Hall. They they still got pump fake Purdy over there, who's a dynamic athlete. Pump he kind of fell off towards the, he kind of fell off towards the end of the, of the season, but still a dynamic quarterback that, you know, has a lot of talent and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be able to play consistent throughout the season. Yeah, and they, they were a Brock Purdy correct read away from beating OU last year. If he correctly reads the two-point conversion yep. and hits wide open Charlie Kolar, they beat OU. And quite frankly, if he doesn't throw three fourth quarter interceptions, they probably beat OSU. Correct. Correct. And so with that being said, they have a lot to lean on this year and they can build off that. You know, if they show them the tape, if we do this right, we do this right, we do this right, we're in the Big 12 championship. That could be coming to play as well. And now, on the other hand, you, you got to think about teams that we're not thinking about, like Baylor. What is Baylor coming with? Because they, they were a team that the team of destiny and making the, you know, they rebound themselves and now losing their head coach. What, what comes of Baylor? And, yeah. And Dave Aranda like comes in from LSU. 
Right. And so with that being said, what does he, does he, does he carry on with the, the trajectory of what, where Baylor was going or do they fall off? It's going to be a big question mark for the, for the, for the league this year. Yeah. There's a ton of storylines in the big 12 conference. Um, including, I think, less miles at Kansas. This is obviously not near as big of a story, and we're, we're just about out of time. But Kansas um, has a chance, Dion, to not be a, an automatic win. You know, usually Kansas is an automatic win. You feel like, why are we even previewing this game? Why is it televised? Just go about your business. Can we maybe just play a half to keep guys from getting injured? Uh, I think Kansas is maybe getting to the point where it's at least a team on the schedule that you think, okay, let's go out and beat Kansas, but we need to play well so that we don't mess around with them. Yeah, I, I feel you on that because, I mean, you can't, you can't count out the Mad Hatter himself. And uh, with with the abilities that he has, I mean, we haven't heard too much of an uproar from from them during the offseason. I don't know how the recruiting class is looking. They, they still got have a, uh, they got a running back to commit just in the last week that was an Oklahoma State target. I think he had it narrowed down to Oklahoma State and Kansas and chose Kansas. So I mean, and they still have the dynamic runner Puka Williams. I mean, uh, that that's somebody that you got to watch out for, as depending on you know him being able to stay eligible and stay on the field and stay healthy. So I, I, they still got to figure out that quarterback situation. I remember the guy who started and had a little bit of success towards the end uh, was a senior. So they still got to figure that out. But there's, there's no telling. Absolutely. Dion, that is all the time we've got today. We doing it again tomorrow? We certainly are. And I just want to tell you one thing. I mean, I want to thank you for having me on. But second, I want to thank you for just having the podcast, man, because listening to your podcast during work is perfect because of your tempo, because of your cadence. It really gets you going and gets you firing (laughs) off so you can really get into what you're doing at work. So thank you for all that you're doing in the Locked On Post podcast, man. Well, I appreciate that. I hope everybody enjoys. And it's kind of nice to just be able to come in, do quick hitters every day, and get out the Oklahoma State news and notes. And kind of right now when there's no sports, just have some fun conversations. So uh, enjoy it as always. Go follow Dion on uh, Twitter, on all social media platforms, at DionImade underscore 28. Dion, I appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. I'll see you there, man. All right, that was Dion Amade joining us here on Locked on Pokes. That's all I've got for today. Go follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes and follow our partners Boone Pickens State on all social media platforms. Glad everyone was with me. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Now tell your smart device to tune to Locked on Draft Dudes to hear what's coming up in the upcoming NFL Draft. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.